Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. grandfather's 99th birthday would have been tomorrow. Growing up, he had to cross the street if a white person was coming. He suffered the indignity of being forced out of school as a third grader to pick cotton. He never learned to read or write. Yet, he lived long enough to see his grandson become the first African-American to be elected to both the United States House and the United States Senate in the history of this country. Our family went from cotton to Congress in one lifetime. Woo! And that's why I Here we go. All right. Tim Scott last night had a great night at the Republican convention. We will play all that stuff. The, what you heard before that was uh, the terrorizing of a couple of some restaurants and patrons in Washington, D.C. and elsewhere. <coughs> in Kenosha, it's Wisconsin, right, Kenosha? And um, the chaos and the destruction is happening all over the country. It continues to happen. The Democrats spent no time last week talking about it and are still not uh, interested in talking about it at all. They're busy yelling, well, these streets, while well, the crime rates uh, spike in these uh, cities and uh, people flee the cities and, uh, you know, entire marginalized, of course, neighborhoods have been destroyed now and businesses will never re- return. Democrats are hard at work still yelling at the Postmaster General. My last Thank question you. is this. Thank you, what sir. What the heck um, are you doing? What you, the sir. heck are you doing? The gentleman's time is expired. Thank you, sir. Well done. Mr. DeJoy, is your backup plan to be pardoned like Roger Stone? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> nice going. Nice going, Democrats. Well done. Now we know where priorities are. Uh, I was just looking at this um, Twitter feed of this uh, this teacher who's 
who's got this Black Lives Matter t-shirt on, and she she tweeted out that uh, she was made to not wear the shirt in the classroom because it was seen as political, and she's I don't understand. I'm not political. And um, obviously she's an idiot, et cetera. But that got me thinking about the fact that we've had enough in, in our family in this year, and we are going to homeschool our kids, at least to start. And um, and uh, it wasn't, I don't know if it was an easy decision to make, but, uh, you know, my wife's the smart one in the family, so I knew that she'd take care of things one way or another. But so, um, so we know... It's too inconsistent. So is school going to be on? Is it not going to be on? Is it going to be on um, a couple days a week and then not? And is um, are they going to shut the schools down again? <clears throat> I talked to a very uh, cynical, pessimistic person who told me that they thought that it was going to be the end of public schools the, uh, the other day. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But in our family, we can't handle that instability because now there are two of us working because uh, things are so good um right now in, that uh we need to to incomes i'm sure you're you're doing the same thing i mean a lot of a lot of you are just scraping by and this has been a tough stretch and um so that's life that's what we're doing in for the stability we are uh, hold on the most talkative child in the world is is making noise outside who is that hey anson anson I'm just going to record a little bit so you just can be a little more quiet, okay? Thanks, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> I'm usually that uh, gentle and soft with them. So anyway, that is our new reality. It's a bunch of it's reality for many, many Americans now, you know, I, the hundreds of thousands, I would think, and maybe millions, I don't know how many around the country now are homeschooling. Which once was seen certainly in the elite in the elite coast as kind of a weirdo thing to do. Now, hey, this is the Terminator, man. This is uh this is um Linda, what's Linda's name in the Terminator? Uh, Sarah, Sarah Connor. Connor. Yes, this is Sarah Connor time to one extent or another. And that is Alice Shattuck. So we have an update. Our my wife is really thrilled now since all the curriculum Amazon is delivering and UPS is delivering and dropping off all of the curriculum for this year. And my wife is excited. And um, Alice, we've talked about the, us doing all this stuff. And so, um, first of all, how did you? What did you decide to use for curriculum? What? May, how did you know where to look for any of this stuff? Um, so I, uh, I chose to do a mishmash of things. There are people that buy, you know, whole cloth curriculums that just do the whole school year for you. They tell you what to do each day, what to teach give you the materials, everything for all the subjects. Um, I chose to kind of put my own system together. Uh, so I chose a curriculum for math, a curriculum for English language arts or ELA, which is reading, writing, literature, grammar, spelling, punctuation, all those things that kind of get lumped into ELA. Um, I started by looking at homeschool blogs. I kind of narrowed down different curriculum programs that sounded interesting to me. And, um, you know, I chose ones that would that I thought would work for our family. I wanted something kind of more organized for math and for English because I feel that those are subjects where kids benefit from really having kind of a regular system in place. Mm -hmm. um, and then I figured for social studies and science, um, we can be a little bit freer. So I just kind of chose some textbooks that I thought looked good in those topics, uh, ordered them used off Amazon and... Um, have been 
kind of putting together my own curriculum using those as a resource and then adding other activities you know, science experiments or things I find online to demonstrate concepts that I want to teach that are from those books and, and kind of putting together my own plan of attack on those topics because I feel more confident doing that. And I think those are fun subjects to explore and kind of be a little more free. I want to do some foreign language. Um, I want to do some religion. There, there are lots of kind of little things I want to do. I want to go to museums. I want to go to farms. I want to go mm-hmm. to wildlife sanctuaries, all, all things like that. And there are a bunch of other families in our area that are also doing this. So it's going to be really fun. But I mean, I do find all this stuff exciting, all the books coming and all right. these different things. But the biggest thing to me is a sense of relief. Honestly, I feel so relieved. I feel so free when I see all the other parents on social media wondering what cohort their kid is going to be in and emailing back and forth about what when is a cohort cohort. The cohort is the group of kids that are going to be going to school the same days as your kids. Oh. So there's an A cohort and a Jesus. B cohort. So half in our school district anyway, half the kids are going half the kids who choose to go in person or mm-hmm. choose hybrid are choosing are going Wednesday, Friday and half are going Tuesday, Thursday. So how did you how do you make sure that um the history book is not, you know, three fourths about Columbus killing all of the indigenous peoples in the world and you know, some the English is not gonna have our daughter reading about uh, you know, sex romps. Well, first of all, I'm reading every single thing our kids read before I give it to them to read. I'm not just handing them stuff and hoping it's good on the basis of online reviews. But I did read a lot of online reviews. A lot of homeschoolers are Christian. So Hmm. um, a lot of the curriculum programs that are out there are at least sensitive to Christian parents' concerns about these things. Um, In particular, the U.S. history textbook that I chose is written by a historian who happens to be a Baptist, and he is um, he's very interested in, and one of his focuses, uh, it's called U.S. History by Thomas Kidd is the one that I chose, and uh, his one of his focuses in writing about the history of the United States is um, how religion and the role of religion in different religious groups has really shaped the history of the United States. I mean, certainly since our founding um, by people who were fleeing religious persecution to different religious groups that they persecuted that went on to found other states to the Great Awakening, the Second Great Awakening. I mean, certainly the civil rights movement was grounded in religion. You you have a lot of um, great kind of background there to talk about that. So that that was one thing. And because it's written by a Baptist author, I know it's not going to, you know, be contrary to my values, at least. But again, I'm reading everything before I read it to them. I'm not just handing them the, the textbook. I'm reading the textbook. And then I'm taking what I want out of the textbook and adding other things I find to it that are interesting, adding art that's relevant, mm-hmm. adding, you know, primary sources that are relevant, other things that I think are interesting mm-hmm. to it. So you know, and and that's one reason I wanted to homeschool is so that I would have the control over the curriculum. So, <clears throat> people don't know we have four kids in their age nine to two. He's two, right? Mm-hmm. And so, our next door neighbor is a teacher, and she's great, and we love her, and I think she's probably an awesome teacher because that's just kind of the person she is. But it, our kids, when they play over there, are very respectful to their parents, whereas. They're not nice to us, generally. So, And that's not uncommon with kids. They go home to the next door neighbors and they're angels and they come home and they're devils. Uh, How do do you expect to 
get our kids to comply and act like not act like jerks? Well, I'm really trying to do a lot to get buy-in from our kids, as people mm-hmm. say, um, and having them help kind of choose topics that they're interested in learning about. Um, they're excited about getting the books in the mail, too, that I've been ordering various books and notebooks, and um, they're excited to choose their own school supplies. They don't have a rigid list of exactly which set of markers to buy, so they can pick you know, their own stuff. They're going to help me pick out the things that we're going to use in the classroom. Um, they're going to help me set up the classroom space and be a part of it, and I think that that's really important to give them some control over their educational experience too so they're as excited about it as mm. i am um it's gonna be interesting though because you're mom to them you're also the complaint department how do you step out of the role i'm a, i am mom that's true and i do need them to do stuff but my hope is that if i'm asking them to do things that are interesting to them and um they can see the reasoning behind them and they've been a part of choosing them that um it will be less forceful and more you know sort of it it won't be coercive I guess is what I'm trying to say Mm. and I think that there's a lot less in a homeschool there's a lot less having to line up to go to recess and having to sit in the classroom and this year wearing masks uh somebody just sent me an email from our school district uh that the kids masks must all be three ply and attached to the side of the face no neck gaiters no Mm. um you know loose like no t-shirt material it has to be a real mask and that Great. and that kids will be subject to disciplinary action for taking off or goofing <laughs> around with the masks. And the only time they're going to be allowed to have them off is at lunch or if they're able to, weather permitting, have a mask break outside. So, so how do you make sure... One of the knocks on homeschooling before was that they're not being properly socialized. So how do we make sure we're not minting four psychos here? You know, three. three uh... <laughs> well, you we might be minting four psychos. I can't promise you that one way or the other. I don't know. Um, but but um, so I'm also in a co-op of I think there's at least. 12 families in it now that are doing one activity together per week. Um, Wait, this is called a co-op? So it's a group of co-conspirators in this town? <laughs> in the school district, anyway, the from sc- the three towns, Merrimack, Groveland, West okay. Newbury. And so wait, you you call yourself a co-op? Is that what they're called? They're, we're calling it a co-op, yes. It's it's pretty loose right now, but mm-hmm. we're planning to have one time a week where we get everyone together and do something together. Wow. Very interesting. So one of the, a couple of friends of ours we just saw a couple of days ago were really nice. Right. Um. Just two weeks ago, we were at their house, and the mother, the mom, she was not going to homeschool, and now they suddenly are. What was the difference there? How'd they come around? Because remember, they weren't going to do it when we were hanging out. Well, I think the mom was hesitant because, um, you know, I think a lot of parents are kind of nervous. They don't feel qualified. They Mm -hmm. don't feel that they'd be able to teach. They don't know where to start. And um, I think that you know, the more people you see kind of doing this and the more you see that the school district really isn't providing much of an education this year at all, uh, you kind of go like, well, I can offer better than that anyway. I mean, for me, my biggest problem was that, first of all, I'm not going to send my kid to wear a mask all day. I think that's just bonkers. But I the remote learning it has zero teacher student 
interaction, synchronous learning, so-called, where you're both one person's on one side of the computer and the kid or a group of kids is on their own side of the computer and they're they're talking back and forth to the teacher. That that's unacceptable to me that there would be zero synchronous instruction. I can't I don't see how a kid can learn unless a person is teaching them something. Sending me a list of YouTube links for my kid to watch is not teaching them. And I love teachers. I think they're great, which is why I would like my kid to be taught by them. I mean, I I just don't like I don't see how it's not supportive of teachers to want my kids to be taught by teachers, but that's not what the school district is offering. So mm-hmm. You know, and in the case of other parents, I think they're seeing this too. And they're saying, you know, I might not be a great teacher, but I'm a human being and I can interact with my kid face to face without a mask on. So that's more than the school district is going to offer me. (laughs) And at that point, the bar is set so low that I think it gives parents more confidence to step up in homeschool. And like I say, I just I feel bad for parents who are still dealing with the school district in this. I feel bad for parents who got an email this week that says their kid has to have a three-ply cod mask every day or the school's going to start reporting you to social services. I feel bad for parents who have still not been communicated to about which days their kid is going to school. I mean, it's frankly, it's outrageous. Mm-hmm. And it. I'm so happy and relieved and feel so liberated that this is not something that I have to worry about anymore. So what are the hours like? So you work overnights right now. Um, what, what is their school day going to look like? I guess it doesn't have to be an eight-hour school day or whatever that oh, is. Oh, it certainly doesn't. The typically elementary school students who are homeschooled spend one to two hours of instructional time. Really? A day. Yes. That's it. That's it. Because if you think about it, it's one-on-one. There's no, first of all, there's no like walking to and from the bus and putting things in your cubby and going here and going there and lining up and this and that and splitting into groups and everybody needs to find their markers. So you you save yourself a lot of time that way. Secondly, um, your kid is being taught one-on-one. It's more comparable to time with a tutor than it is to classroom time. And so that time is so much more enriching and there's so much more bang for your buck in terms of the time that you put in that a little really goes a long way. Um, My plan right now is to do a little bit more than that. Um, But to have it a little bit broken up um, and and have it be pretty loose, I have a combination of things that I want them to do independently to, you know, kind of get them oriented doing an activity independently and then move on to something where you know I'll kind of teach a topic and we'll look at a bunch of art about that topic or something so um you know I'm looking at I get home from work around 7 a.m and we'll do make sure everybody's dressed uh make sure that we all eat breakfast and we're all ready to go and then I want to start teaching around 8 a.m start with kind of um a family prayer and a kind of circle time and like a warm up time. Uh, we can talk about religion, talk about some other things, read a story. Uh, and then I want to go into teaching, do about um, my plan right now is to do about 45 minutes of math, about a half hour of social studies, um, about 45 minutes of English and about a half hour of science. That's that's my plan. And then maybe to do a little foreign language in the, and in the afternoon if we get a chance. I mean, loose. Fine. So is the testing at the end of every 
I mean, what if you burn through all the curriculum, you know, by like November 18th? <laughs> Do they go <laughs> well, into it the next grade? I mean, sure. Why not? So, I mean, not all the not all the things I got kind of work that way, right? Like, so if you're doing um you know, there are things where I have a lesson for every day and the lesson isn't something you can like be kind of finished with in a sense. You know, the math is like that. The math, and I already told the kids this. I'm like, if you finish the math worksheet that morning and you want to do the next one in the book, I am not going to stand in your way. You know, go right ahead. And the math books are pretty inexpensive. I chose the Singapore Dimensions uh, math curriculum and it's it's not super pricey. If they want to move into the next year's math curriculum, I'll happily get them the next year's math curriculum and they can just truck right along into next year. I'm not going to stand in their way on that. Um, but, you know, some things like you can always add more discussion. If you're talking about U.S. history and the Revolutionary War, it's not like you can like finish the Revolutionary War and get ahead. <laughs> you can just learn more about the Revolutionary War, you know. All right, Alice. Um, so that's a good. Anything else should, I should be hitting? Uh, people will listen. And by the way, we'll get to all the Kenosha riots and all that stuff happening. If you don't know, armed civilians have taken to the streets in uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin. So that should be fun. And and uh, we'll go over some of the highlights last night from from the RNC and other stuff. But we want to take you through how this works with uh, homeschooling. And if you don't have kids or you're whatever, you don't really need to. It's about bureaucracy and how government works because this translates perfectly into other parts of the bureaucracy as well. So it's it's just a, a journey that um, that uh, we're, we're embarking on. It'll be interesting to see how it uh, how it all pans out. Um, before you go, um, Alice, is there is there what if it all falls apart? Like, what if it's just not working and we're too tired and the kids are jerks, whatever? Can you chuck them back in this? We're still paying for property taxes for school, right? Yes, you can put your kids back in school. The public schools are there for everyone. They're a resource that is available and you can put your kids back in school. They can't not take you back. That's I like that, that they could get uh, thrown out of school here at home and have to go back to the uh, to their um, orthodox, what's it called? Or ortho tricycline. What's that that they have to do? They if they're part of the orthos, a orthos or b orthos. What was it? The word you said? Cohorts. Cohorts. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't even figure out what you Good. were trying to say. Yeah, Is so there a chance? In- well, how does it actually? How does the the um the penal system work here if the kids are bad? Is this a dad has to come in and uh, give them? Are, are you going to get violent? What ha- what has to happen? They're not going to be bad. One of they or not bad. are you going to? Is bribery going to be something that we're going to use? They're going to love like with everything else. They're going to love homeschool. They're going to love it, and they're not going to be mad. Okay. All right, Alice. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. We'll check in with you uh, as we go on here. You, you you may have more packages out there right now. Fun. Could be. I better go check the mail right now. Thank you very much. All right. Okay. So what happened yesterday? Well, the audio we played earlier is. Um, the Black Lives Matter, and um, I don't even know. I think this is just Black Lives Matter. Although in some of these, it's these. <laughs> there are folks now in Washington D.C. and other towns just just terrorizing people trying to eat and making them do the the Black Power fist, and they're right up on you. And if you don't do it, they are not pleased. <laughs>
there's a woman in this, and they are in her face, and she is leaning back at this little cocktail table, just trying to escape. She's like at a 45 degree angle there, in her face. Put your damn fists up. This is a nice little wine bar, and there's hundreds of these uh, criminals all over them. They say, if we don't get it, shut it down. That's a really positive message. Huh. Shut it down. Yay. White silence is violence, they're saying in this little bistro where people, hardworking people, are just trying to get out from under the boot of, boot of COVID and enjoy themselves. No, 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 no. The thug mob wants a piece of them. Great. Well done, colleges and parents. The woman being tortured in this one, who won't put her fist up, is actually had been marching in George Floyd protests previously in, in previous weeks. Doesn't matter. She's a white woman sitting. She needs to be terrorized. Put the mask on now, huh? Mother Yeah. Oh, didn't get that one. Yeah. The tough kid who keeps saying MFR, of course, is, you know, from Wellesley, Massachusetts, and to taking critical race theory studies. And his family probably lives in a $3 million house, but he feels like he's a badass now. Great. Good job, everybody. Good job, Democrats. Good job. There needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. Thank you, uh, elected Democrat Representative Ayanna Presley. Thank you. That's very helpful. Oh, by the way, I got to clean this up. I said this was Anna Platts yesterday. My pronouns aren't preferred. They are mandatory. Do not purposefully misgender trans people. <laughs> you do not get to decide how someone identifies. My pronouns aren't preferred. They are mandatory. So I was wrong about that being um, Anna. I'm going to just want to fix this so I get it right for the record here. That is not Anna Slats. That is... Do not purposefully misgender trans people. You do not get Play to decide how someone identifies. My pronouns aren't preferred. They are mandatory. So that's Stevie, that's Stevie J. Davis. Stevie J. Davis on TikTok. Stevie's um, Twitter or TikTok handle, I guess, is Stevie Gay Parade, if you'd like to uh, follow Stevie, I'm sure. Uh, Stevie, and I don't know his or her gender, gender pronouns, actually. It should, did you make that clear in the song? Anywhere? Nothing? Nothing, Stevie? Don't sweat it. If you don't know it, just figure maybe that would be information we could use. So, um, so there you go. There's that. My pronouns aren't preferred. They are mandatory. But what are they, Stevie? 
do not purposefully misgender trans people. You do not get to decide how someone identifies. My pronouns aren't preferred. They are mandatory. We never get to find, uh, I guess she's my is the only pronoun, I guess. Is that a pronoun? No. So, let's see. Kenosha, Wisconsin. Um, the criminals have come out now since this shoot, latest shooting, and they are burning businesses down. Heartbreaking video of a, a man and his wife and just sobbing in front of uh, their business. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't do nothing to nobody. Yep, didn't do nothing to nobody. Well, wrong. You live in an intersectional cultural world now, created by academia, Marxists, and dumb progressives everywhere, undergirded by virtue signaling white people in rich suburbs. And this is what you get. Real people getting hurt, real businesses and livelihoods destroyed. Sorry, you're just a casualty of this uh, feel-good-about-ourselves culture war. Look what happened. It's still burning. Yeah. It's not justifiable. We have insurance, yeah. But the insurance isn't there so somebody can destroy and your things and say, oh, well, there's insurance. Um, you you pay for that. You know, we pay for insurance. That causes insurance rates to go up. It's basically theft. They just stole from us. Whoever did this stole from us. And that raises the cost of everything. Cost of living goes up because of that. Cost of insurance goes up when, when insurance claims have to be made. And I don't think it's justified for anyone to ruin anybody else's property. It's against the law. They'll be put in prison and art will have to be paid, made to pay back what they've destroyed. Letting these people get away with this and holding the cops' hands where they can't do nothing, that's wrong. The and cops need to be able to do their job. And, and you're not, doing this isn't going to bring, isn't going to help your cause. Yeah, but. There needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. This morning, get up, come down here, and I, I, what I see, I was not prepared for. This guy's lost his business, and he is—he's uh, been crying. You can tell, and he's barely holding on here. I knew it was going to be a disaster, but I didn't know what a disaster looked like till I saw it. And you, and you—I can hear the the emotion in, in just in what you're saying. I mean, what is what is the family feeling right now? It's tough. Um, you know, this is a business that that my parents started 40 years ago, small out of their garage. It was a, it was a small business. Uh, did it just to make a few extra dollars and eventually it grew um, 31 years ago they bought this building and so we've been here ever since um, they, they're they very upset about it it's emotionally hurtful uh, what, we didn't do anything to anybody you know, why did we deserve it right, didn't do anything to anybody why do we deserve it well that's a question, isn't it? You dared to do the right thing. You dared to do the right thing, and now you're a casualty in this this horrific de-evolution we're having, this cultural unraveling. And you got to take it. A stand has to be taken. You know these people who are marching into these restaurants, ordering everybody to do the white power with the black power sign. You know, there's a couple here getting screamed at. And they won't do it. They refuse to do it. This idiot to the right of them is like, oh, Jesus. And the guy, some guy with a mustache, and he just does it. He just throws his hand up there. I don't want any trouble. I don't want any trouble. Well, the I don't want any trouble people need to stand the hell up. 
Because this is nonsense. This is dangerous, toxic nonsense happening. Don't do it. Don't give them anything. Don't give them anything. When somebody says, well, don't you think the Black Lives Matter? You tell them to go to hell. Don't opt in. It's a trick. It's a trick. When you opt in, then you're, you're, or you're opting in to the suggestion, to the premise that anybody thought or that you didn't think the black lives did matter until suddenly, until brought to this enlightenment, enlightenment period. We as a society have believed the black lives matter for certainly decades and for many people for hundreds of years. To suggest that no, until you admit it, then you haven't cleansed away the black mark of oppression and slavery that somehow you're culpable, you in this day and age are culpable for, that's BS. Do not opt in. Do not opt into any of that stuff. Almost everybody. I don't think I know a person who suggests that, that George Floyd needed to die and that the cops didn't kill him needlessly. That's it. It's an incident. There are about a dozen incidents like that a year where the police kill an unarmed suspect or a suspect they think is armed. There are hundreds of black people shot by cops per year, and there are hundreds of white people and Hispanic people shot by cops per year. Now, is there a high percentage of black shot per year? Um, If you add in for population... Sure, and there's a thousand reasons for that, and you can look into it. But suggesting that black lives haven't mattered all this time while the daily massacre of blacks has been happening, and suddenly now everybody has to wake up and snap to it and admit, finally see that it happened and have the difficult conversations and put the work in. That's nonsense BS. The stats do not bear that out, and it's just, it's just, you know, this political, cultural, mind-bending effort that's going on right now. It's not true. If truly Black Lives Matter is meant to lead us into an enlightenment or an epiphany that we have been undervaluing black lives, well, then that's great. Then you should look at the black lives that are snuffed out every year by other black uh, killers. And it happens all over the big cities, and there's thousands dead, thousands dead. The, the 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 number that the the of of black lives that the police kill every year is easily eclipsed in a month in big cities in the black communities so if you want to say we haven't done anything about the black communities where it's like a war zone and young lives are snuffed out needlessly which is awful and we've dropped the ball on that I'll say that all day all day that is a disgrace. I mean, I think that we'll look back 30 years from now and say, how the hell were we okay with 75 people getting shot in a weekend in Chicago? How was that okay? Now, but I've called it out now. You know, the the, the good-hearted progressives in suburbs who've changed their Facebook avatars, you know, to Black Lives Matter, and the ones who run the, the municipalities they don't want to talk about that stuff. They do not want to have a referendum on that stuff. They want to have a referendum against the police and this construct of systematic race, racism. 
because there's more benefit out of that. You can do a lot with poor black nameless kids who die. You can't do a lot with that politically if if the shooters are also black. You can do a lot when it's the system and the police, and you can tether it to a history of racism. I mean, you can. There's a lot of shaking down to do. A lot of opportunities there, and they're doing it. And stupid white people in the suburbs have been all bought into it because they feel guilty for having Mercedes Benzes and living where they live and, and making sure property taxes are high enough so that their towns stay lily white and they feel guilty about it and they should, okay? I'm allowed to talk about those people. Those are my people, I think, right? That's how it works. You're allowed to talk about what you are only and other than that, I have to shut up and listen. Right? So those people I'm from, I, I grew up in a really nice, really good, important town and they're really good and important and it's Winchester, Massachusetts because because of all this that's happened in George Floyd, they changed the name of the the football team from the Sachems to the well the football team because they don't have them because they're really good people. All right, so that's all you need to know. Okay, I'm sorry. I do like the song. My pronouns aren't preferred. They are mandatory. Do not purposefully misgender trans people. You do not get to decide how someone identifies. My pronouns aren't preferred. They are mandatory. I endorse that song. I'm sorry. I think we should play it once per show. Um, you A great contrast, and this is why the, the Republicans in, in Team Trump right now is having a, having a good few weeks. It's because you've got these Kenosha riots and all of these lives destroyed and this crap. <laughs> People in Tony, Washington, D.C. restaurants getting accosted and terrorized by angry thug mobs who are – one of these, even though it's a Black Lives Matter mob in there, it's mostly white kids and some you know, Ivy Leaguers in there terrorizing people. And How, by the way, if you're a parent of one of those, please please send me an email. And you know what? I want to have you on if you have a kid who does that because if I was – like 20 years old and I went into one of these restaurants and berated people and saying you'd have to give the fit do the white black power fist and white silence is violence and my dad found out about that I would be um a battered beaten ball on the floor with my jihadist mask and my bottles of urine and all that stuff um, shoved, uh, you know where. That would not go, not fly. How could you do that? If my kid even like even said, I would. That would no. You gotta snuff this stuff out, idiots. My pronouns aren't preferred. They are mandatory. Do not purposefully misgender trans people. You do not get to decide how someone identifies. My pronouns aren't preferred. They are mandatory. So contrast all the punks. So this is what people saw yesterday. They saw all these punks and thugs and criminals and jerks destroying, terrorizing people, etc. Contrast that to what they saw if they watched any of the Republican National Convention with Senator Tim Scott. My grandfather's 99th birthday would have been tomorrow. Growing up, he had to cross the street if a white person was coming. He suffered the indignity of being forced out of school as a third grader to pick cotton, and he never learned to read or write. Yet, he lived long enough 
to see his grandson become the first African-American to be elected to both the United States House and the United States Senate in the history of this country. Our family went from cotton to Congress in one lifetime. That's a damn good line. Holy hell, what a line. Our family went from cotton to Congress in one lifetime. Oof. And that's why I believe the next American century can be better than the last. There are millions of families just like mine all across this nation, full of potential, seeking to live the American dream. And I'm here tonight to tell you that supporting the Republican ticket gives you the best chance of making that dream a reality. God bless you. And Father, please continue blessing the United States of America. God bless. Whoa. Incredible. Incredible. Here's a guy who lived the experience, the real experience. We just talked about this, the idiot white kids in the bar and terrorizing people. Imagine one of those kids is your kid terrorizing people. These all the same kids who look like Ace of Base are the same ones who yell at black cops. And you compare that to what that guy, Tim Scott, has lived his life from his grandfather's life to his successes now, being an entrepreneur, hard work, etc. Man, no wonder why so many... So many, so many adults and well-to-do, progressive, middle-class, upper-class towns are just pumped so full of psychotropic drugs. Be tough to get through the day. Uh, just uh, putting your life, uh, your mora- morals, uh, in the morals of your kids and their behavior on the uh, balance sheet next to some other folks like this guy, like Tim Scott. Scott, not afraid to uh, use the uh, heavy artillery on Joe Biden as well. He was Tim Scott was the best part of yesterday's uh, RNC. In 1994, Biden led the charge on a crime bill that put millions of black Americans behind bars. President Trump's criminal justice reform law fixed many of the disparities Biden created and made our system more fair and just for all Americans. Joe Biden also failed our nation's historically black colleges and universities, heaping blame on them as they fought to ensure our young folks had access to higher education. Once again, to clean up Joe Biden's mess, President Trump signed into law historically high funding for HBCUs, as well as a bill to give them permanent funding for the first time ever. There's an attack from the left, from a black man. As we said before, progressives, Democrats, have no antibody for attacks from the left, especially when they're from minorities. So good luck with that, Joe. What are you going to be? Are you hard-charging crime bill, Joe, or are you BLM taking over uh, wine bars and yelling at people, Joe? Joe Biden said if a black man didn't vote for him, he wasn't truly black. (laughs) Joe Biden said black people are a monolithic community. It was Joe Biden who said poor kids can be just as smart as white kids. How do you like that, progressives? 
And I've enjoyed using uh, fine people on both sides. How do you like that when it's used to, to, used to uh, smear your guy? Doesn't feel right, does it? Yeah. Hey, you built the battlefield. And now Joe Biden wants to come for your pocketbooks. Unless, of course, you're a blue state millionaire. I'm serious. That's one of their solutions for the pandemic. They want to take more money from your pocket and give it to Manhattan elites and Hollywood moguls so they get a tax break. <laughs> Where's the defense for that one? Where's the defense for that one exactly? Republicans, however, passed President Trump's once-in-a-generation tax reform bill that lowered taxes for single moms, working families, and those in need. So when it comes to what Joe Biden says he'll do, look at his actions. Look at his policies. Look at what he already did and what he didn't do while he's been in Washington for 47 years. Ooh, man, every line of this thing. And some people will hear this and some people won't. It, it supposedly, it uh, a lot of people watched it, but who knows. But some people will hear it. And that's a problem because Joe Biden, he's going to have to answer questions about exactly this. And it's not going to be, it's, it's not going to be Cardi B. Eventually, he's going to sit down and talk to somebody, especially if the polls keep closing. And remember, Americans saw two things. They saw all the carnage in the rioters and the the these punks. Yay! They saw all that stuff. And then you've got Tim Scott. And he takes that, those visuals, and the visuals of the rioters and the people who destroyed all of the businesses everywhere, and he ties it right around Joe Biden's neck. Joe Biden's radical Democrats are trying to permanently transform what it means to be an American. Make no mistake. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris want a cultural revolution, a fundamentally different America, if we let them, they will turn our country into a socialist utopia. And history has taught us that path only leads to pain and misery, especially for hardworking people hoping to rise. Ooh, man, that's, it's great stuff. I realize it's only a speech, but it was so succinct laying out the case for, for the way out of this morass both spiritually, in short term and long term, for the, the you know the the health of the country down the line, to create opportunities like Tim Scott had that he talked about so eloquently, comes down to a choice in November. Now, if, if this case can continue to be made, and Americans can continue to see that they've been forced underground for too long, and that they've uh, that the cultural unraveling is spurred by the Democrats uh, in power, then Donald Trump has a shot to win re-election if he can stay away from tweeting and not tweet himself uh, into a sure loss. But we'll see. You've got to give people hope. You've got to let them know that the story of Tim Scott, the story of Tim Scott, 
can be duplicated, especially in marginalized communities, can be duplicated. That successes can happen if given opportunities, and opportunities can happen when government gets the hell out of the way. My grandfather's 99th birthday would have been tomorrow. Growing up, he had to cross the street if a white person was coming. He suffered the indignity of being forced out of school as a third grader to pick cotton, and he never learned to read or write. Yet, he lived long enough to see his grandson become the first African-American to be elected to both the United States House and the United States Senate in the history of this country. Our family went from cotton to Congress in one lifetime. And that's why I believe the next American century can be better than the last. There are millions of families just like mine all across this nation, full of potential, seeking to live the American dream. And I'm here tonight to tell you that supporting the Republican ticket gives you the best chance of making that dream a reality. God bless you. And Father, please continue blessing the United States of America. God bless. Whew. So day one is in the books for the Republicans. Day two is beginning just right up about now. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, so far, so good down there. They're pulling it off. I never thought they'd do it this well. I thought that they would be ham-handed and somehow step on a rake, but it's good so far. Thanks for all the support. Thanks for uh, listening, and I appreciate all the good ratings in the reviews. I'll do it for you, too. I'll rate and review you, too, if you've got a podcast or anything like that. Run it by. I'm happy to... Happy to uh, plug anything you'd like, by the way. Appreciate it. See you later. Talk about stepping on the post, by the way. Not out in time for the Say La Vie guy. Ugh. Tell you. Check, 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 check. Say it again. Check. Check, 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 check. Check, check, check. <laughs> you sound like a guinea fowl. That's what the guinea fowls say when you come up the driveway. Stop talking, please. <laughs> okay. Um, here we go. Ready? Ready. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.